you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. And I get told all the time that I've got a punchable face or that uh, people think I'm an asshole. Um, I've been told that probably 50 times. People, when they first see me, think I'm think I'm an asshole. Mike. I would have preferred a feature story on the first responders who are suffering from a myriad of cancers at the towers and what we're going to do about it. I could have gone for a where are they now segment about families and survivors. It also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking, hey, Yoshi, shut the fuck up! And Scott. I guess I was like <laughs> sort of, I, I loved Bart Simpson in, in, in a like sapiosexual <laughs> way. I kind of liked uh, Lisa by extension, you know. She played the saxophone. She was intelligent. That was kind of hot, you know. Hello, it's the Is It Safe Talk Show. We're back. We're live here. We're not doing a weird show at the feast. It's just me and Luke. Uh, there's no John Scott. Uh, there'll be no John Scott for a while until further notice. He's not gone. He's not dead. He's very much alive. Uh, don't be concerned. Everything's fine. Remain calm. And just enjoy the fact that uh, you got me and Luke for today's show. We actually had our friend Travis as a guest host, but we were supposed to record yesterday. And I pushed it a day because I was still trying to get rid of this death plague. So... <laughs> um, that ruined his schedule because he had parent-teacher conferences. So it's just me and Luke today. But we want to get a new episode rolling. We never want to leave you guys. I mean, we and Luke talked about it. We hate we hate going a week not doing a show. I mean, it's really yeah. easy to just do one show a week. It's not that hard. So uh, <laughs> we want you guys to know that we do get bummed out if we ever miss you guys for a week. Like, everybody out there, all of you, we do appreciate you. Everyone! Yes. So. Don't call... Don't call police stations and don't call hospitals looking for John Scott. He's <laughs> he's utterly fine. We do That's have confirmation. We do have confirmation he's doing well. Uh, although stress to the gills, and and it just it occurred to me that I've been saying Scottless, which is so stupid because we're scot free. God damn it! Uh, it made me boy. so mad. It made me so mad that uh, such a simple one. Couldn't even yeah, put my shocking. finger on it when it when the time was right. That's a big failure on your part, yeah. That's it's a huge failure. Huge. Look, hey, Scott free for now, but uh, whenever he comes back, he'll be here. We'll be waiting for him. We're not going to push him. Uh, he knows how much we care about him. We love Scott. He's a really great guy. He's also a really key cog of the show. I Fuck think yes. having his, when he jumps in and things he brings to the table, I mean, you know, Scott's plan is probably the finest thing we've ever done on this show. So <laughs> that alone... We hope Danny doesn't stop listening just because Scott's not here. Danny, we hope you're still listening. And uh, newcomers to the show, welcome to the show. I, I got a couple of newcomers a few weeks ago. I don't know if you yes. guys already trailed off because we stopped. Well, we're, did we miss a week? Did we actually no, miss uh, a week? We we had the the we did miss a week, but it was the feast chaos week. So oh, we published that. Okay, so yeah. if you listen to that episode, we pub I published that last Monday or like the previous Monday, ten days ago. That we're recording on a Thursday. We yep. try to record on Wednesdays. That's our recording time. For those of you who are curious how the show works, what we try to do, we try to record every Wednesday at around 5.30 p.m., but that often changes a lot. So we end up recording uh, on Thursdays. And then you got a you got a murder hornet in your throat, right? What happens? How are you feeling, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody at the feast was gross, man. Somebody killed me. Dude, I don't know who you was. Sound, uh, you, you still sound pretty rough. It's been two weeks, I think, right? Almost two weeks that you've been feeling pretty fucked up. No, I mean, it's been a... 
I started getting symptoms about eight days ago. So okay. my head's clogged with shit now, and I still let's see. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, there we go. That's a good example of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Uh, so whatever, it's just some gross infection. It's not COVID. I've been, my line has been, I wish it was COVID because it seems like no. COVID would be easier than this. No, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. It's, I don't know. I, I don't COVID's, know. COVID is, is like a, <laughs> COVID is like, it's like, uh, it's like that claw game at the bowling alley. You never really know what's going to come up with the claw and, and, or, or maybe it's, it's like a scratch off, you know, it's like a scratch off. If you could potentially lose a thousand dollars as opposed to just like make a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I see what you're saying. Uh, you just, you know, it, you just don't know with it. It's fucking crazy. It, like yeah, you got it again this... it sucked and it just was, it was a fever. It was a cold for a oh, couple man. of days. Unleash the fury now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Look, you I don't want COVID just either. Have, but... Like the regular generic fucking. Flu. No, I've got the. It's it's not the flu. It's a upper respiratory infection. It's a viral infection. It's just a. Oh, okay. It goes through all your respiratory area. It goes. It starts with your throat. It took away my voice. I truly couldn't talk. I've recorded myself. I think last week, and uh, oh, maybe I could play that. Actually, I never. Th I never think about that because we're connected. I could. <laughs> oh, it's getting annoying. You guys turning it off yet? You turned off the show yet? Um, I actually, uh, I was staying at an Airbnb the Tuesday night. I started to feel worse because I, I do an internship for counseling Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I stay, I usually stay at Corey's, my friends. They live like four minutes away from the internship site in Gross Point, Michigan. But uh, I wasn't feeling well, so I didn't want to invade their house. So I went and got a $47 Airbnb over by Cashew and back, kind of by your old neighborhood there. That's was, literally uh, like that's less than it was on the east side of minute. East side of Cashew, though. You were on the west side of Cashew. Was that correct? Well, yeah, but it was Mac it's the same and, neighborhood. I know Mac and Cashew. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's right by that park. There's a park there yes. and there's a, a Mexican joint. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. What's that place called Chins. No, it's not Chins. Oh, that sounds Chinese. No, I cannot remember. I don't remember shit from that. That's Sins? Like years ago. Cena, Cenos, something like that. Anyways. Uh, so I, I was, never went there I'm for 47 bucks an Airbnb for $47, which there is a great go. deal. It's a, you get a locked room, you know, with a pin code, you can't get into your room unless you have the pin code and for the front door and you have a common area of a, of a kitchen. And, uh, it's basically a dorm room. It was just like a, <laughs> a double bed with a shitty desk and a shitty Roku TV, but it's all you need really. And I actually, uh, woke up <laughs> a lot during the night that night as I started to feel worse. It wasn't just the sickness taking over. It's the goddamn sirens, man. I heard, I slept with the window open because it was hot up there. It was actually hot that day and it was hot up there. There was no AC on and yuck. I, I heard sirens all night long, man. It was just like, I, I don't know if I was dreaming them or what, man. I just heard so not many sirens and I, I've, <laughs> I know what Detroit is. I've, I've, I've been around. I know yeah. grew up around it. I understand Detroit, but I still was just so surprised about how noisy it was out there all night. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if, that that area that's actually it's kind of interesting to me because you could be in any random part of detroit you could be uh all the way west side all the way east side and if you're in if you're in a particular area there there are going to be people that are calling the cops and they're going to be people that don't yeah and in in my neighborhood where i was it was east english village it was uh right next to right next to matt lewis uh our old uh co-host oh he lives still, over there 
Yep. He lives uh, he lives in East English Village. He's just north of Mac and like maybe four blocks in from Kaju Cafe. So he's like literally oh. right there. Uh, and he's the one that he's the one that recommended the the house to us on Grayton Street. And it was it's a fine house. I, you know, neighborhood was neighborhood is uh, really like really nice. And however, let me say. There were we were there for one year. There were three times where uh, I heard gunshots. Uh, one, I don't know if I ever told the story. Oh, 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 where'd you come from? Okay, so I know I've got a really bad habit of telling very long meandering stories. Let me tell you this, like real snappy, like yeah. Uh, so you heard, a gun, heard a gunshot, woke up. I like shook Kristen. It was like that. That was a gunshot, and she goes. I don't know what that was. She was dead asleep. I'm like, oh, that was a fucking gunshot. So I went downstairs, looked out my window. I pulled the shades, you know, looked out my window. And I like, I saw a, um, it was a champagne colored, like late model Monte Carlo fucking speed off. Called the cops because pretty fucking suspicious. And it was definitely gunshots. It was like no fucking question. It was gunshots. Sure. Call, called the fucking cops and they, they were like, okay, which way did they go? And I was like trying to like figure out like where I was. I'm like, they went East down this road or whatever. So I said, I go, they went down, they went East down this road, uh, whatever gave them information. And then I saw the fucking car pull up right in front of my house the same car so it did it took off it went around the block so it went east took off around the block came back around right in front of my house mm-hmm. and then somebody popped out of my fucking bushes no shirt on it was winter no fucking shirt <laughs> on like like jeans just ran jumped into the monte carlo and then they went west it's like huh. a perfect fucking it's a should have known i should have told the cops it went the other way because they they knew exactly what was going to happen. They fucking uh, and so what they did is they shot the windows out of a car that was literally one like the house next to us, and there was a woman in the car. So I don't know if they were trying to kill her or what, but they shot out the windshield. They shot out the side windows, and when the cops finally got there, the ambulance was there. There was like an ambulance. There were like four fucking cop cars. Uh, but I told the cops the car went in the other direction, which it did. The second I saw it come in front of my house and that guy jumped out of my bushes and like literally right in front of me in the window, I called them back and I was like, Hey, um, I just called, um, I just called and made a, just, just made a complaint. And I told you the guys went East, <laughs> but they mm. actually went West <laughs> and, and uh that was it like i you know doubt of course they would ever find these people who the hell knows but it was just boy i i have never felt so like just stupid and wrong i think the guys got away uh the woman that was in the backseat of the car she survived she was in uh, hmm. they put her on a gurney put her into an ambulance oh, good for her Everything was okay that was that was the most that was the most serious incident while we were there there were two other like kind of gunshot gunshot incidents yeah and then there were and then there were like three uh dog barking incidents 
which were <laughs> you're trying to sleep. There is a giant pit bull outside your window that barks nonstop, nonstop. Oh, wow, dude. Long. Out in the cold. That sounds like fun. Out, out in like 15 degree weather. Just sounds like a good time. Yeah. Non fucking stop. I look out. Good boy. I actually, I, I went out and I like filmed it because it was like chained up literally with a fucking chain around his neck. <laughs> of course it was. Fucking like doghouse. It's a prize fighter. Called, and I called uh, Animal Protective Services and they were like, you got to call 911. Like, oh, that seems. Yeah, you are such a tight ass, man. You call the cops. You call Animal Protective Services. What's wrong with you? We had a shootout uh, next door, and there was a dog being fucking tortured, and it wouldn't. <laughs> Tell me if you can hear this. And it wouldn't let me sleep. <laughs> can you hear this? Is this coming through? I never tried this. Oh my! <laughs> I was trying to share what my voice sounded like. That's the call. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so for anyone that knows me, that's my attempt at a short story. I'm pretty oh, bad. Man, at that it. didn't really have my voice on it. Sorry about that. That's disappointing. That's a great well, story. No, you told it well. I thought you did a succinct job. That wasn't bad. Round of applause. Nice um, I want to play you something because I heard this today. And John Scott would love this. I mean, I know. Hey, John, I don't know if you still listen to the show, even though you're not on it, but uh, you would love this because this is, it's like a fat records thing because it is. It's a, so this is 10 foot pole, which used to be a very popular well, popular. Okay, they used to be a, at least in our friend group. We love ten football. Scott Radinsky, the Chicago White Sox legendary relief pitcher, the rookie of the that? year. Was he actually the rookie of the year? I, I don't know if I made that up or not. No, he. I don't think I he don't ever know. was. But he was uh, on the Dodgers too, wasn't he? He pitched. For, he pitched for the Dodgers. He made his. Yeah, okay. He made his bones as a White Sox relief pitcher. <laughs> you know that was uh, White Sox. Was he a White Sox? Yeah. He was. Yeah, is that how you say it? White socks, red know. sock. I do. I do singular. I make it singular when I talk about I an individual sounds, player. It just sounds and, more, uh, it's funnier. Scott Radinsky broke in in 1990 with the White Sox. He went six and one with a 4.82 ERA. Not great. And he finished ninth in the Rookie of the Year voting. So he was in the top ten. He was in the for list. the AL. That's pretty amazing. He was in the. He was in the top ten of the voting for the AL Rookie of the Year in 1990. He was a Good starter or as was a relief he a reliever? pitcher. Reliever. No, he was always a reliever. Uh, he saved 15 games in 1992, but he was always a setup guy, just a middle relief guy. He wasn't anything special, but he lived the dream. He got to be a punk rocker in bands like 10-Foot Pool and Pulley, which I always like Pulley a lot more than 10-Foot Pool personally. But 10-Foot um, Pool was at probably at the time when he was who he was in 1997-ish on Fat Records, 10-Foot Pole was probably a little bit more popular than Pulley, but I think Pulley stood the test of time more. Point being is Scott Radinsky is right. no longer in 10-Foot Pole, so I'm going to play their new album dropped. I didn't know this. They Spotify just shoved it in my face. Without him? This is like the first... I, I didn't know if he was in the band or not, uh, so I, I was going to play this opening track, and I just want to see what you think of this. This is 10-Foot Pole. The new album's called Winning, and this is the opening track called Can We Stop Trying to Win? Question mark. Check this out here. 
on It Is Safe Talk Show Radio Live. Punk Rock Style, Fat Records, 10 Footballs, the latest. Listen to this guy's voice. Definitely not Scott Radisky. Get a new, get a new band. <laughs> yeah, you know it's hard to let go. I, I got to be honest. If I had a band like Ten Foot Pole, where we had success, but the lead singer left, but most of the other band members were still together, and we knew that we could trade on a name that was already existent and would be familiar to people, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's what you do when you know that you can't like live out there on your own. Not very punk rock, in my opinion. Although maybe it is punk rock. They, hey, it doesn't matter who's in the band. It's just no. about the message. So I would get that too. But uh, yeah. okay, this sounds just like somebody. Fresh. This sounds like somebody's doing a Fat Mike impression. No, he sounds like Weird Al Yankovic. Listen, <laughs> he really does. Oh my god. It's like if Weird Al Yankovic went legit. He's like, I'm a serious singer now. I started a punk band. Hilarious. He does. It's just whole... Oh, man, I think it's funny. Kyle Town. Sounds like Harry's or something. It's just, uh, it's not good. It's so, not, it, And actually, a uh, friend of the show, Steve EJ, said the exact same thing when I shared this song with him earlier today. He's like, dude, it sounds just like Weird Al Yankovic. I'm like, that's exactly what I was saying to myself in the car when I turned it on. Honestly, so, what? How, how different is that from a Weird Al Yankovic song, you know, which is like faithfully. I mean, it's lovingly, not. Other lovingly, than, lovingly done, you know, and as a mockery. Uh, mimicry and mockery. The Travis Sham mockery. That's what it is. I just, anyways, you know, that sucks. About, so. There's something about Scott Radinsky that is is a little bit different. He he's got like a he doesn't have great vocals. He just has like a driving fucking uh, sound. It's almost like he's he's ahead of the beat or something. I don't know what it is, but that that sounded too. I don't know. It sounded too like uh, curated and and whiny, and I, I'm not sure I like that at all. Well, Pulley put out an album this year. Let's check out the new song, the first track off their first song album this year. See him, Pulley still? Called, I don't know. We're gonna find out. This is oh, the boy. album's called "The Golden Life." This is track one called "Repeat Offender." It came out in 2022. It's got the classic Pulley logo on it. Him. Yeah, he's just a lot older. Sounds like an actual man that sings songs and plays baseball. He doesn't sound like 
You're gonna sound like one of these fucking white rats <laughs> that like only did only did music. Not that that's a problem, yeah. but no, 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 no. It's no. just something with uh, I don't know. No, but this is what he sounded that's like in 1997. So. Oh, Maybe yeah. we're just old now. I don't know, but this is what he sounded like in 1997, and this. To me, this song, it's probably just too nostalgic now, but this is a great fucking song. It's a great album. Their debut album, A Steam Driven Engine, which is a great title. And we used to listen to this at Central. Rich, you probably heard this several times. We came up to my dorm room. And at this time, Scott was with the, uh, let's see, 1997, pitching with the Dodgers that time. So he had it made. He was in SoCal, making punk rock and pitching for the Dodgers. Unbelievable. Had a good year in 97. Went 5-1 and one with 289 ERA and 75 appearances. Good for him. 289? Yeah, that's excellent. Oh, look, we look at the modern-day metrics. Fips a little higher. Ooh, 359 FIP. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Anyways, this is what he used to sound like back then. So he's... And Pulley, uh also... They probably... But they lost... Uh, what's his face? I think... Uh, Jim Cherry was also in Strung Out, and he's dead. I felt like he was an original Pulley member. This is getting real deep in the weeds on... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody oh. else from there other than... Oh, well, that's ridiculous. First off, uh, Jordan, the drummer from Strung Out, who's like one of the best drummers ever, he was Poldy's mm-hmm. drummer. You need to know that. Dude, why don't you uh, throw on one of uh, those great tracks? Uh, we, we used oh, to he was? The, yeah, so he was also a part of the up. initial lineup. He was the initial lineup of Poldy. Jim Cherry was. He played guitar. He, so, interesting. Huh. And then he's, He was a bassist for Strung Out. Oh, the bassist for Strung Out. Okay. Yeah, but he played lead guitar uh, on the uh, that album, Steam Driven Engine. That's him. So, Oops. Jim Cherry, he died uh, in 2002. So, he's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> God damn it. How did he die? Yeah. Was it drugs? Oh, hell yeah. Of course it was. Uh, <laughs> there's a great song uh, by No Effects that well, one of the, it's a little bit more recent No Effects uh, where they pay tribute to uh, him. And a lot of guys who died in punk rock, like these two shots are for Derek, for rifle, this, not the handgun. This is for a guy from Lagwagon, the drummer. And cigarettes. Yeah. Give it the back. original Lagwagon drummer, the guy on Duh and all that. You know, Borg, suicide right? isn't painless who? when you leave everyone Derek in Borg? pain. Oh, two shots. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll never go down the same. And then if you know some of their songs, you can catch it in. Beatings yeah. for Jimmy. That's Jimmy. That's Jim Cherry. For Charlie. ultimate devotion. For your mind of my own. Bring out your dead. Hey, are oh, they going to have Tony's fly in here too? Sedated, flagellated. No. You were the one most loved and hated. Actually, Thanks for all that carpet and your songs. It's a really good. I mean, I don't think he's actually referenced, but oh, here they go. Jason, Jason from Pennywise. And this Andy. I don't know who Bomber is. And this fix is from Bradley. Bradley's sublime. This for Lumpy. I don't know Lumpy. <laughs> and this for Friday. Remember Lumpy from this high school? Lumpy Meyer. Is for 
Lumpers. We, oh, you wow. remember Lumpy for sure. You have to tell that story. Lumpy was a large man. I was a fresh. We were freshmen when they were seniors. Lumpy was a senior with Chris Waterston and all these big bozos, large men. They seemed like large men to me, but they were only 17 years old, so they couldn't be that large. Uh, <laughs> they were larger than us. They were larger than you. They were definitely larger than me, that's for sure. Uh, a little less so oh, than you, but... Uh, yeah, so what I always used to... Oddly enough, I don't know. I, I guess I was a man unafraid. I don't know what happened to me, but... I never backed down from those guys, and I would always not. talk shit to them, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually, they're going to resort to violence. So one day, talking some shit in the hallway of school. Again, I'm a freshman. I'm 14. I was very small at the time. I was a late bloomer. And <laughs> the, I was saying some shit to them. Who knows what I was saying in the lunch area? So they all, like, picked me up. They started carrying me through the hallway. <laughs> they ran me right into the middle of the post of a double doors you know there's double doors that swing open there's a post in the middle with my legs wide open smashing my balls into them and then drop me to the ground <laughs> Fucking i haven't thought of that in a long time actually i'm so glad you mentioned that I'm so oh, good lumpy came a, up you brought up lumpy <laughs> thanks nofax for bringing up lumpy yeah that's great God, I, does do you have any idea what lumpy's real name is yeah uh oh i'd love to see i'd love to see i thought what, it was like what Heat. region he's controlling in real estate right now for like real estate back? <laughs> I mean, I could open up a yearbook and I'm pretty sure it was. I thought his name was Pete Lumpy Pete Lumpy Meyer. So oh, uh, okay, Meyer, yes. Oh yeah, maybe it is Pete Meyer. That's the only thing. That's what's coming to me. We're talking about him on a podcast that no one cares about anyway. So it's not like someone's be like, oh my god, they were talking about you know. No, I, I don't. I only I only try to to mask people's names that i care about uh, this guy Damn! this guy is one of those people that he uh he probably graduated from slamming your balls against a, a post uh, <laughs> between two two entry doors to like uh passing out i don't know passing out roofies in college probably did something like that <laughs> allegedly he might, he might uh, you know maybe he might have been a sweet guy you know i he might have been one of those guys just going along too uh, yeah, he might have been one of those gentle. Oh, the go along guys. Giants. Those those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. The go along. Yeah, the go along guys. Just go along, Jerry. Go along. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> people are people are goose stepping past you, and you say go along, Jerry. Just go along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that yeah, vibe the, from him a little bit now uh, with some hindsight. He would have made a great. Now. Yeah, he would have made a great. Um, like just sub Nazi, just like one of the guys <laughs> just taking orders and. He's the guy with the shovel. Everyone else is like making orders. He's the guy with the shovel doing something. Oh, by the way, up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I got it wrong, by the way. Wrong. Uh, although Jim Cherry was originally thought to have died from a drug overdose, it was later revealed that he had, he had been clean and had died from a congenital heart condition. Oh, damn. Huh. See, I didn't know that. Well, that's sad. Uh, that is what the internet's telling me, by the way. So I don't know if uh, this was on. Oh, oh, I used to go to this website all the time back in the day, punknews.org. It's still around. That's great. Yes, yeah. I can still see the logo in my head. Yeah. <laughs> punknews.org says it, this was a. It's great that these these articles twenty years old. This article is twenty years old. It says twenty years ago. Uh, oh yeah. We have final news regarding the tragic death of Jim Cherry this past summer. Although it was early reported that Jim's passing came as a result of substance abuse, 
The autopsy revealed that Jim's system was clean at the time of his death. He had a lifelong heart condition, which ultimately resulted in his death. So if you knew he had a heart condition, he probably lived fast as he could. Uh, but the family informs us that he suffered from hypertension and arrhythmia, and there was a major blockage of an artery that actually took his life while he was asleep. Huh. So even if he had a congenital heart condition, uh, yeah, you could get that blockage cleaned up. That's Oh, good God. This just makes me feel like, oh, I got to get my blockages uh, sorted out. <laughs> yeah, how would I know if I had a blockage? Is there a telltale sign? Maybe I should start I have, Googling that. Is that always a great idea to go online and try to figure out your own like medical issues? That's the best way, isn't it? Yeah, every time I go to my doctor, uh, every time I go to my doctor, I always tell them right off the bat, like, all right, so I've Googled this and uh, just stop right there. I know exactly what you're about to tell me. Uh, <laughs> give me my prescription. And I'll walk out of here right now. No one has to talk about it. No kidding. No kidding. They, they always say to me, like, uh, you, did you visit Dr. Google? <laughs> like, OK, that's a hilarious joke. The fucking 48th time I've heard it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, they guy's got to have a few jokes in his arsenal. He's got to have something he relies on. You know, it's the same old shit over and over again, but come on. He's a doctor. He doesn't have the uh, they have very personality. Lives. Yeah, I they mean, have, they're ter- usually awful people. They, they don't have anything to offer except the fact that they dedicated their lives to try to make as much money as possible by practicing medicine on people. Right, and in, the, in that so. process, they, they've carved out, like, they have, they've basically cut out every <laughs> other experience. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen they've laugh. carved out every other experience in their lives right so they they have this like dedication to a particular to a particular profession and I sometimes I wonder like I don't, have they have have they had any fun I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I think the only people that have fun are like the like the uh, therapists. I think those are the ones that have the most fun because they can That's go out to bars. They can go out to bars and they can like just tell stories like anonymized, and they're probably hilarious. Yeah, I think you're uh, the problem with that though is uh, there's a lot of people who get into medicine who don't take on the the burdens of their patients, I guess, and the problem with. They don't give a shit. Problem with therapy is a lot of people get into that business and they really try to, they want to like actually help people and then they take mm. on their problems and oh. the trans, this is one of the big things. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm almost done with my master's in clinical mental health counseling. I interned Correct. at a counseling site right now. I still got to go through two more internship classes, so I won't be done until next year. But uh, yeah, a lot of it's done. Anyways, a lot of people... We have to constantly talk about this. They always talk about self-care. This See, self-care is something that's talked about in society, like online, on Twitter. Like, hey, it's my self-care Sunday. Okay. You know, and it gets like oh, God. fucking, ex- I don't know. Oh, it, it gets taken into a arena that like, like the, the gritty. You know the dance of the gritty? Do you know what that is? Why would I know what that is? Well, because it's become no, so mainstream. You I no, because you it's asking, become so mainstream that even you would maybe have run into possible. it through some work bullshit because the gritty it's, was a dance that was created. Yeah. No, yeah. I do not. I do Everyone, not know what you're talking about. The, the, it's a dance that was created and caught on just like dabbing did a while back and Wait, other dances gritty, like the, the Macarena. Is gritty, is gritty the mascot? No, yeah. no, that's different. So that's, I okay. thought of that too when I first heard it, but the, there was a dance that some guy, I think in Nolens created 
the gritty that had to do with like Louisiana and Louisiana football a couple years ago. And now it's become so mainstream that like President Biden does it. You know, it's over when you see white people in the suburbs doing it. It's like it's got to retire. You got it's over. It's been taken from its original context and just absolutely (laughs) overwhelmed by the zeitgeist, unfortunately. But I don't I wouldn't want to be if I created the gritty and I saw Biden doing it or some morning talk show oh, asshole on a mainstream none. television show i'd be like oh man none. i don't yeah, i'm not doing i'm gonna none. tell people stop doing this immediately yep. it just you know that's the point i make with what happens with self-care which is a very important part of what we're trying to do as therapists you know whether you're a counselor a psychologist it doesn't fucking matter they're all doing the same thing okay it, they're all <laughs> listening to people's I problems think, I, I think a, i think a psychologist or a psychiatrist might have something to say about that i don't i don't know no the only no only a psychiatrist gets something to say about that because they're a medical ah, doctor yes, they can all, a psychologist a counselor a social worker they're all doing they're all the same they're doing they the can, same thing they're listening to people and the only difference luke is that the insurance they could charge is the difference ah that's it oh i can't one one can give me luke's little helpers and those are great that's a psychiatrist, but everybody needs that. And that's part of a multidisciplinary approach, which is becoming standard now. So, yeah. Oh. And there's not enough psychiatrists because they require being medical doctors. And that goes back to the point we're talking about. Medical doctors are people, they don't have, there's something missing from their lives. So they're, they're dedicating their lives because maybe they thought they're supposed to do that. Or also because they thought they wouldn't make a lot of fucking money. And that's, you know, I, I watched Dope Sick, dude. I finally watched Dope Sick a couple weeks ago. Mm. And uh, I was so glad I did because, I mean, I just was like, I ate that shit up. I, I blew through that. I binged that fucker in a heartbeat once I started watching it because I love Michael Keaton and I was addicted to opioids. So okay. I love... And Dope Sick focuses on a specific earlier part. It doesn't really focus on like the last 10 years. It starts in the 90s and goes till the lawsuit was first settled. The first lawsuit was settled with Purdue in the 2000s, which people missed. There was our, They settled for hundreds of millions of dollars in the 2000s and they kept on doing what they did. And then other... Fucking companies followed suit, like the uh, fentanyl spray people, the the subsist people who made their videos with this dancing fentanyl subsist spray. Like, hey, we're fun. You know, it's just fucking nuts. I I'm starting to lose my point here, but let me get back to self-care. No, the the okay? point, yeah, self-care. I was going to ask you, what is the difference between self-care and everything else? Self-care gets appropriated and like it sounds like lame, mm-hmm. like your life's so hard. Uh, someone's life just isn't that hard who's going to adopt self-care and appropriate it in an unnecessary way, and that's just going to happen. So don't don't let that take away from the fact that people who are in the counseling professions, whatever their title may be, if they listen to people's problems all day, it, transference is a very real thing. Transference and counter-transference, where you're, you start to adopt the things that are happening to the people into your own life and it affects you greatly or vice versa. They, they start to take on traits from you or they say things about, you might have an autistic son and they talk about their autistic kid and you get really triggered by it because you have an autistic child and things like that. So it's, it's actually, I don't know how you do it per se, but self-care actually is important in that field. And I guess that's well, the point I want to make. And I guess everybody I, needs to take care of themselves. That's, it goes without saying, but no, no, yeah, th- this goes, that goes without saying. And you, you're you're developing like some you're developing expertise here in this field and so i guess what i'm wondering is like what are the self 
what do you mean by self-care? Like, so it could be anything. That's what it means. See, That's why so they just say give me it. one example, just one example. Uh, you could just, just take curious. a day off and sit and watch and binge watch shows all day. You okay. could, uh, okay. you go, you go hiking. You know, I love so hiking. This, I'm going to get outside. Thing, is this a thing? Is it, um, is it like a, a movement in the workforce, that kind of thing where you're, the expression of it is through like social media on TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> no, and all no. that. Is that is that how it's being kind of? Yeah, that's where it goes sideways by the by the society, or is it? That's where it goes sideways. Is people do need to take care of themselves, so it, it's kind of a yeah. It's a silly so, argument for me to make here that so it you need to take care of yourselves, but like, uh, make sure that like legitimate self care options, which are really about introspection as well. They're not just about that's actually the difference, actually. I'm, you're glad you said that. There, that is the difference. It's not just about taking a day off and binge-watching Dope Sick, or it's, it's not about just going hiking. It's about taking stock. And there's, I was actually going to pull this up because I thought this would be really interesting now for the show, and I hadn't thought of it before, because they gave us this uh, self-care questionnaire when we first started, and I looked through it, and I was like, oh, my God, my life. What am I doing? <laughs> is, is one of the is one of the elements of self care just basically like let's say you work for a company, and so many people, especially especially in the kind of industry that I work in, where a lot of companies are providing something like unlimited time off. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people don't take the time off because it's unlimited because they're actually more pressured by uh, they're they're more influenced by peer pressure than anything else so they see the person next to them not taking the time off they see the person on the other side not taking the time off so they don't take the time off so mm. then all three of them are now taking less time than they would have if they had regular vacation time set up because those days expire you know if you have four weeks off or two weeks off or whatever it is those days disappear at the end of the year when you have unlimited time off flex time they call it yeah uh, for the most part, you do not take nearly as much time off as you would have otherwise. Yeah. So that that would be, is point. that something, is that a self-care, uh, is that part of the self-care like program, self-care like picture? Yeah, I think that's fair. It's important that you have to be aware of your feelings as a therapist more than the people that you're treating. And you have to be prepared to adjust and stop and tell people, hey, you know what, uh, this thing got too real for me, or I, I took on too much of this, and I need to uh, step away. And, uh, and they only do that because burnout is so high in, in the field. It really is. The, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. They didn't just decide to do this because they thought it might be a good idea. It's like, well, we lose too many people because too many people take on this shit. So uh, real quickly, look at this self-care assessment. It has like all these... Uh, I'll, it gives you all these statements and you're supposed to rate it from five, which would be frequently like the most frequent or oh, one. I can, I'll take this right now. If you want to yeah. give me the diagnostic five Let's is frequently it. one is it never occurred to me. And then you can go in between, you know, two, three, four. So basically it's a one to five okay. with five being, so it starts with physical self-care, eat regular, healthy meals, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> exercise. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. Uh, five is frequently one is yeah. infrequently one is okay. like never occurred to me one never occurred to me yeah oh, so you can well, that's stupid um, two is never 
Two is never. Okay. Yeah. So four. I'm going to put okay, it good. in the chat. Healthy meals is four. All right. I like that. Exercise? Exercise is... I just started going back to the gym, so I'm going to have to go with like what I'm doing right now, so I'm going to go four. Okay. Uh, get regular medical care for prevention, not just for need for prevention i gotta do three get medical care when needed i think you do that that's a five uh take time off when needed <laughs> when needed see nah that's not <laughs> what when is it fucking neat it's needed to like i have to be out of the country so all right yeah i'll do five because <laughs> well, it's needed if it's needed what are you supposed to do this time <laughs> If time off is actually needed, yes. Uh, the necessity is I'm out of the fucking country, so of course I'm taking that day off. <laughs> that's the thing. That that's the thing about these fucking surveys. They mean nothing because in the end, uh, what they're trying to get at is when it's needed for you, um, mentally, I guess, or when you're feeling feeling uh burned out or you need to have some the idea of need is different for a lot of people like i interpret that totally differently than you might yeah that's so true. for me that's for me necessity is like i'm out of the country i can't be at work yeah all right uh participate in a hobby you enjoy uh like softball yeah so five in the in this Okay, fine. All right, that's true. All right, you're doing those. Good job. Uh, get enough sleep. Mm, okay. Take vacations, day trips, or mini vacays. Again, this is like, yeah. Boy, I'm. This is my my old school side is really coming out. It really like, is. Who are these? Who are these little babies that need to have all the? Okay. Oh, um, taking. You know, you, you're so leftist and you're but you're such a fucking worker you sick fuck you're indoctrinated no, but, man no but, but this is not this is not a like an anti-capitalist uh diagnostic this isn't like something that no, is it's about not it's not making workers lives better this is a survey What's this is a introspective survey you give take vacations you take vacations but do you take day trips or mini vacations so just give yourself a three because you've taken a vacation it did happen yeah, recently yeah and I've, I've done that Make t hey, make time away from technology. Nah. I feel like you're not doing that. Not really. That's a two. I'm not doing that either. That's a two. Yeah. Uh, do you make time for self reflection? Yeah, that's a five. <laughs> that's a five. You do. Good for you. That's great. Uh, have your own personal psychotherapist, Luke. Yep. Five. Good job. How do you write in a journal? That's a one. Never occurred to you. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Do something at which you oh, are not. An ah, it's occurred to me, but. Okay. So you never do it. Give yourself a two. Uh, do something at which you are not expert or in charge. <laughs> it's every fucking day. So. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's Luke every day. He's just trying to do it. He's doing something he's not an expert in or in charge of. Uh, decrease stress in your life. That's true. Decrease stress in your life. Uh, well, if you have an anxiety disorder or something, how are you supposed to do that? 
Well, you need to work on some coping skills. That's exactly what you need to do, I my go, friend. I go for walks. Okay, I'll give yourself four. If someone wants me to fucking meditate, that's not happening. It's not, it's not saying that. It just that. says, it says, de- oh, why would you never do that, by the way? That's a pretty mm-hmm. strong stance that I wouldn't well, appreciate from I you. I can't do it. That's absolutely fucking You're saying true. you can't? You can do it. anything if you try. Do you have ADHD? Have you ever tried fucking meditating with that? It's impossible. I'm sure there's YouTube tutorials for ADHD meditation. Yeah, okay, I'm going to fucking do that. Okay, I'm just saying. Wait, did I say four? I meant to say two or three. I don't know. What was that question? Decrease stress in your life. Decrease stress in my life. That's tough. I just don't know how to do it. That's it, see? Well, that that's just a, a bridge too far. Once you cross that bridge, then uh, everything yeah. could change. No, yeah, it's right impossible. Now. Okay. Uh, do you notice your inner experience? I know you do. I'm sure you're doing that all the time. What is so give yourself inner experience? Yeah. Uh, your thoughts, your judgments, your beliefs, your attitudes. You know all those things. So, yeah. Of course. Give yourself five. Uh, engage your intelligence in a new area, like going yeah. to the museum, history exhibits, uh, auction. Yeah, <laughs> it says yeah, auction. Auction? Yeah, go to an auction. <laughs> go to you know, when I really get to engage my intelligence is when I go to an auction because I get to show how much money my intelligence has made me. Go to a museum where they're auctioning off uh, like artifacts from like colonial. Uh, former books. slave logs. Yeah, slave market logs from Greenville, Mississippi go. in 1877. Uh, all right, practice receiving from others. Ooh. Uh, receiving from others? Practice receiving from others. Like, so you have to practice it. I don't know what that means. That's like that's a question that's teed up for fucking really closed off dipshit. So I'm saying Okay, fuck. just skip that one. Uh say no to extra responsibilities sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, five. Alright, sometimes. Good. Uh spend time with others whose company you enjoy. Yeah, what the fuck? Good. Stay in contact with important people in your life. Ooh. Oh, don't don't do that to me. But all right, I'm gonna put a three. Just, I'm gonna put a three just a level. Okay, that's fine. I'm on the level. I'm on the level. Three. We're always trying. I know that. Uh, stay in. Co- uh, yeah. Uh, give yourself affirmations and praise yourself. Uh, yeah, I think you do do that. I, no, I do not. Um, but I do. You don't look at the I mirror. I never thought about it. It's not that I never thought about it. So that's two. Okay. Identify comforting activities and seek them out. I've never thought of comforting as being something I should fucking seek out. That's just so... <laughs> You're such a hard ass. So you don't want to be comfortable? Lame. Discomfort is like the thing that I, I actually think brings the most amount of like uh real value oh i see so if you're so i think i see this now yeah you'd lose your edge if you got comfortable you'd lose your edge wouldn't you right yeah there's literally a painting i I wish i could remember the fucking name of the painting where um it's i think it's Raphael where there is like uh, two lovers and they're holding each other and one is looking into the eyes of the other and in the back the entire fucking like city is burning <laughs> that's how i feel about that so the answer to that would be i don't know what is that low or high what do i do uh what is, yeah, what's the uh, question uh, i feel like you're not seeking out uh comforting activities so probably a two i mean i go for walks but jesus Christ. three all right but give yourself three why not all right, three. uh allow yourself to cry oh yeah i cry all the time good for you find things that make you laugh i know you do that 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You love a good laugh. Uh, express, your, express your outrage in social action letters and donations, marches, or protests. That is so <laughs> fucking stupid. Who wrote Uh-oh. this shit? <laughs> Can't trust it. Uh, look, uh, it's just a, it's a created questionnaire. But, what can I tell you? you Whatever, have you motherfucker! Posted, have, you, have you fucking posted online lately about your grievances with the... Uh, it says express your outrage in social actions. Not just online. Marches, protests, donations, letters. Well, if you think expressing your outrage means anything... Uh, it didn't say that. It doesn't say that. You're put, you can't put words into it. So. No, but it's putting fucking thoughts and words into my head, and it's stupid. Uh, so I don't fucking know. How many You've more questions are there? You've, How many more questions I know, we, are there? This I know. We want to. I know. That's why I want to go quickly. So double right, time four, now. Here we go. Four. All right. Make make time for spiritual reflection. Uh, five. Spend time with nature. Uh, three. All right. Find a spiritual connection in your community. Mm, five. Wow. Be open to inspiration. Means, but whatever. Yeah. Open Be open to inspire. Yeah. You are good. Cherish your optimism and hope. Have you done that? Yeah, I do. My good. anchor is from my optimism. <laughs> Weird, but it's true. I don't even know what that means. Well, All right. Uh, Be open to not knowing. Of course you are. Of course. Good day. Identify awesome. what is meaningful to you and notice its place in your life. Easy. Nice. Oh, meditate. No, no. That's a, uh, that's a, that's, that's a uh, pray. <laughs> All right, that's uh, a one because I wouldn't even think about that. You wouldn't. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't even occur to you. Neither would occur to me. Uh, sing. Uh, I don't. You sing with your songs, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, like sometimes I get I get down and I go crazy. You're so definitely I'm go, doing that. I'm gonna go three though. It's not often. Have an experience of awe. Have you been awed recently? Well, it's getting less and less, but let's go. Well, I went to London. That was definitely not awe-inspiring. Three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Contribute to causes which you believe. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, read inspirational literature. Inspirational? I feel like that's self-help. It's, it's that's, putting uh, a label on it. It's putting a label on it. It's inspirational. You don't want to be inspired? It doesn't have to be self-help. I'm not trying to what be if, fucking inspired. I'm trying to learn shit. It's what inspires you, though. So I'm trying music, to learn. T- okay. Not well, you can learn. Th- you can. You can learn through. It doesn't inspire me to read about like the fucking age of capital or like the age of revolution <laughs> or the history of the great American forges. Does, that does not inspire me to do any of those things. Whenever, whenever, everything I everything I read about is all the shit you should never do. <laughs> and he stood there like the house by the side of the road <laughs> and wanted to go by, struck him off. Dude, this fucking diagnostic is is insane. It's almost over. It's, it's, it's almost over. Good. Hang tough. Last yeah. stretch here. Uh, yeah. Take a break during the work day. Do you take a break during the work day? I do. I'm sure yes. you t- I definitely yes. do that. Yes. We definitely do that. Yeah. Yep. Take time to chat with coworkers. Of course you do. You tell you do. do that. Yeah. If they were there, if you're there, yeah. Uh, make quiet time to complete tasks. Um, no, that's three. That's kind of in the middle. Identify projects that are exciting and rewarding for you. I don't or is even it just know how all, to do that. That's is true. it all menial? It's just like, oh, I this is my job. I I, yeah, everything is fucking, yeah, it's not stuff. <laughs> set limits with your clients and colleagues? Do you set limits with them? Say, you I'm not working anymore. No. I've uh, done my work for today. I'm oh, stepping this aside. This is a three. This shit is in the middle. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'll admit that. Uh, balance your caseload so that 
no one day or part of a day is too much, quote unquote. <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> I knew you would hate that. That's so funny. Every day is too much. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I know it's annoying to hear this, folks, on the radio or your speaker that we're not on the radio i think it's probably annoying uh, that these people have had to listen to 25 <laughs> minutes of this bullshit no they're taking it with us that's the best part about this Luke. you're missing that they're taking it with us so get that loogie out Ugh. i'm getting it out <laughs> you used to hate that when we were younger i would keep i would i would hawk up a loogie and I, or spit it would just be in my mouth and i'd try to talk he and then the way i the way i spit he hated that the most because it was all over the place i didn't know how to some of you guys are amazing with your spitting prowess. You know how to do like a tight line spiral spit right out the window. I can never do that. No, I had to teach you. Put it in the front of your mouth and blow it out. <laughs> you used to go. I know it. Like an open mouth. Like it. Uh. <laughs> I still do that. I still do that. I never learned. I got to be honest, man. I, it wouldn't go I, out the window. It would like go down the side of your shirt. Or it would, I cleared like, it up the other day. I cleared oh up. I cleaned God. up the windowsill the other day in my car because I blew it. I was like, oh my God, that is terrible. Holy shit. I had worked up so much saliva in my mouth from this phlegm that I was trying to get out, but I was at work with a mask on. I was trying to get outside. Oh my God, it was awful. That was horrible. All right. I got, on, I, Let's fucking knock this shit out. Ooh, do you uh, arrange your workspace so it's comfortable for you? Uh, Yeah, I do, but then I then I fucking dirty it up and have to do it again. That's an ADHD thing. It's not asking questions that are actually nuanced. That's right. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Uh, get regular supervision or consultation? Uh, What does that mean? Yes. All right. Just five. You have a supervisor or do you have like a consultant or someone that you well, go to? I got to? a new job and I got a boss and she's very active right now. So, yeah, I get a lot there of like, uh, supervision. Do you have a peer support group? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Do you strive for balance with your work life and work day? Yeah, I've strive for balance among work, family, relationships, play, and rest. You strive yep. for it. All right. Well, there you go. That's the end. Congratulations! You have completed this self care questionnaire, and uh, at the end, it does ask two questions, which we're not going to answer. But it says, "How do you feel you are doing regarding your self care currently, and what plans do you have to improve your overall self care?" Something to think about there people of the world who listen to the is it safe talk show pretty much bullshit well it's not it's it's specific when you say it's self-care it's bullshit but when you actually get into specific things when you get introspective and you realize that wow this current issue is affecting me in a real way and then you identify it and then you look for ways to deal with it and make your life more palatable and useful to you self-care kind of like you it's a broad term if you really get somebody really focused on self-care, it kind of sounds like you don't really have to genius, do it. Genius, genius, genius. It's a broad term. So, you know. About a nine on the tension scale. Really. Uh, every time route. somebody comes to you for help, you should be like, all right, how are you doing on your self-care? Um, I know you have problems <laughs> here, but like, uh, how are you yeah. dealing with it? Uh, every week, our professor asks us in our group. So <laughs> she does. She takes it very seriously. Because she's seen people be burned out, and we haven't lived her experience. Uh, not, we can say that total, it's not total bullshit. I actually think it does. It does seem to make sense in terms of uh, self care. To me, uh, makes more sense when you look at it in terms of your position in relation to the broader structure. If the structure is if the structure is preventing you from doing many many things, uh, your self care is your 
is you're pushing back against that structure and saying, I need to do X, Y, Z or whatever. Uh, Child, because, because let's say you're, your schedule is being dominated completely or colonized by a bunch of bullshit, bunch of emails. <laughs> uh, then your job is to push back on that. So that is your self-care. So your self-care, it shouldn't be called self-care because I feel like that's a wussy term. I feel like it should be more, it should just be more uh, like empowering or something uh, because it's a battle. It's a fucking battle. If you, if you work in, we talking about practice. Yeah, if you work in a company, if you work in a company in this in this country, you're working in a capitalist country in a capitalist company and you have to fucking push back. So it is yeah. basically them trying to steal your fucking labor and them trying to steal your wages. You know, whether it's debt or whether it's labor. So your job is to fucking claw back every fucking bit of value you can get out of it. And to me that is self-care, but when you call it self-care, it it uh it abrades the entire thing makes it very soft makes it about you and doesn't make it about the uh actual structure with in which you're you're being exploited so yeah well i think you're, but way, it is the same kind you're too of much thing. of a hard ass man i think you gotta chill out you gotta consider some chilling out yeah i no, think you do i, no, I don't I think, think you can keep up. your edge you don't have to be hardcore and lose an edge i mean you still have all the wisdom and knowledge that you've gained in this life already that's that's how i see that but well, let me ask, you know what? let me ask you this let me ask you this uh when it comes to like any number of these questions self-care question yeah that says something about work-life balance or tutelage or you know tutelage or whatever the fuck ask yourself as you go down all of those fucking questions how many of those are only being asked because of the relationship, the ex exploitative relationship between uh, management and labor? I would say at least 75% of that has to do with you pushing back. It's not, yeah, it's not addressing the issues within the system at all. I get that. I just and that, should, that should be, it doesn't make sense. That should be a declarative statement from the top. Uh, you know, anything you do within a 10 minute time frame, you're still within that system and that structure. So it doesn't change that. And if you're not aware of that, then you have to go back to the beginning and start over. And that's why you guys listen to this show. We try to give you guys that. In fact, I got a piece <laughs> of advice, Luke, by the way, uh, someone, a fan of the show who enjoys our show. He said that you were a little too much hardcore on the left side and you know we should be more respectful of the right side people the more <laughs> conservative people what do you think of that Fuck. i'm serious that's a serious statement I, someone uh, said that to how, me. how many times how many times have i literally said um okay if you're if you're conservative people who have actually like voted for trump for instance like they're yes. they are yeah. not our fucking enemies now this sounds like a exactly who i probably know and love but at the same time Needs to, needs to understand that like my my biggest concern is that we we understand the, the struggles of anybody who's uh working class or whatever like i i don't need to fucking defend this anymore like china i don't no, you give don't. a fuck i don't give a you don't fuck have to defend it who you voted for if you're conservative that's fine but if yeah. you are not if you're not able to like 
reach out to me and talk to me about this or even like send in an email to let us like kind of air out some of these discussions, then, you know, in a way I'm fine with hearing it from, from you, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking, that's, that's fucking ignorant. That's ridiculous. I, <laughs> well, no, it's I, I the, almost the show doesn't... like, almost be like, how many fucking books do I need to read to actually be fucking taken seriously? China. It's just a matter of uh, people feeling like the show is geared towards that. And it's not geared toward anything. So we want that to be, cl- it's not geared toward anything. You're one part of the show and whatever you want to so say is show, welcome. And- so then the show is not geared towards it because I, I know that. I know that it's a hundred percent. My perspective that if you're more conservative and you're worried, just fucking talk to me or talk yeah, to we're the not, show. And while we're talk, not against I'll totally engage it in a very serious way, but you, you fucking better bring it. Like, just be be honest. Well, you better be aware of don't the structures pull, of capitalism, too. My, don't go behind my fucking back. Yeah, we're not living in a bubble here. We're not trying to fool ourselves. We've already been living this life and how painful it has been for us in terms of the structures of capitalism. About, who, yeah, who's upset about, like, the... the no one's upset. The left. Here's the thing no. that drives me fucking crazy is I, I constantly hear people talk about, oh, my God, I... Like the extremism... Not just the left, I guess. How am I being extreme by saying, by saying uh, everybody that's on the right is also our brother and our friend, and that we shouldn't, we shouldn't like cut them out of the tent. I have said that a million fucking times. How is that extreme? No, it's not. I'm glad to hear. I know you've said that before, so we're just restating it again. Times I just don't understand. Like, how is it that I can I can talk about I can talk about literally the the the, the like dignity and the rights of everybody in their fucking relationship uh, to like management, China. Like their, the trade off between like labor and what they're doing and, and the value that is, is supposed to be like, uh, like given to them through, through their fucking work. Like how many smiley do I have to say that it is not a problem to me. What you think? I don't give a fuck who you voted for, or if you think you're conservative or what, the most important thing is that we align on fucking class grounds and we fight fucking upwards against these fucking bloodsuckers that are taking every goddamn fucking dollar from our fucking pocket. Hell yeah. I don't understand why people get upset about this shit. What are they worried about? They're worried about no like, one's what, upset. My, opinion, my opinion on like trans rights or something like no one's upset. It's no, no, one's, no one's upset. Question. Ask me a specific question. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, that person will hear this now and then they'll send us an email and we'll get to the, we'll get some clarification on it. I, I sought out some, it doesn't sound like some, they will, but oh, I think they will. I, I sought out some information and I was asking around. I, I talked to some people who would listen to the show and I wanted to get feedback. That's all. So I initiated it. It wasn't initiated on their part. I'll tell you. Well, that. was it so. directed at me or was it directed at the show? I can't remember if he actually said your name or not. So that's fair. I, I can't say for sure. I really can't remember if they said just. And the, I'm not even taking this personally. I, I'm more or less just. I know you're frustrated. not. I'm just frustrated with the, the, the narrow mindedness of anybody that would hear what we're talking about and think that think that we're not open-minded yeah. enough for like conservative viewpoints. 
I wonder it's if it tunes people out just when they hear us. Are completely ignorant. Yeah, nah, I don't know. We gotta get to the emails because we gotta go. But uh, I want to get these emails in because people really enjoyed the last episode we did, the crossover show, which featured people from Cinema Nine and, of course, our Is It Safe Luke and Mike right now. No Scott or Scott Free, Mrs. Scott, Scott love you. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an interesting time. We did at the feast, which is a annual event. We all get together in the middle of nowhere in Michigan at some house, and we were at a schoolhouse this year, which had black mold, but it was cool. We had a great time, and. Oh, but we recorded the episode there, and the sound wasn't perfect. In fact, Travis and Eric, Travis and Eric and Paul got some of the best sound. We uh, oh, they sounded great. Travis I know, and Eric sounded perfect. I know their mic was perfecto. It really were, was. I think you were more concerned about their mic. You were so it uh, wasn't that at all. It's not. No, I heard you talk about this on Cinema Nine, and that's okay, not okay. true. So you listen. It was just a matter of I tried to uh, I tried to keep you at a distance so you could just do the show, but apparently. I had to, I had to crank. Someone's mic had to suffer either way, unfortunately, uh, because yeah, okay. they were all too close proximity. We we're sitting at a table with four mics, and they weren't all unidirectional mics, as I said before, off the air before that episode. So for those of you at home hearing this, or in your car, or I don't know, maybe you're sitting at a at a truck stop right now, thinking about how terrible <laughs> life is. I don't know. It could be anything like that, but. If that's the case, that's okay. That's fine. It's okay not to be okay, Luke. Remember that. And it is okay. It, it, I'll no, tell you this. It's absolutely okay. Of course and it in is. Fact, it, it's the most okay. If you're not okay, fucking... You're on the right track. Yeah, take some steps. Take the self-care test. <laughs> All right, so let's get to Sean's emails. Uh, Sean said, uh, is it safe talk pod? I don't know if you're trying to piss me off or what, Sean, but we're the talk show. I think very funny. That's very funny, Sean. Well, which of the three statements would you believe is least likely to be said in your lifetime. So there's three statements that follow. And which of these three statements would you believe is least likely to be said in your lifetime? Here we go. Number one. Hey, man, do you watch WandaVision again? (laughs) Uh, Number two. How about them lions? Uh, Unfortunately, that might... People will say that because people are just unoriginal as fuck. And uh, coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're just gonna because they don't. If someone doesn't know somebody, be like, hey, "How about them lying?" Yeah, they're gonna do that because they're just so lame. They can't. T- they they're so afraid of risk in their lives that they can't even say something original to someone they don't even know because it would only fucking matter in forty years. So they'll say something really, really cliche like that. Uh, third one is Joe Biden really pulled through for us there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, feasters. Thank you, Sean. Uh, that's great. Yeah. We won't hear yeah. the third one ever. I think that's the least likely one to be. Yeah. 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 No. That's, uh, but you could insert, you could insert, by the way, just to keep it balanced, insert any president there. Uh, blank president really pulled through for us there. That's universal. So. Wait, so uh, who's the conservative friend that wanted to hear about? I'm not going to reveal the source. I can't do All it. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Um, You're still harping on it. We already moved on. <laughs> The thing is, it just it blows me. It's wow, like, dude! I I kind of want to know like what what were they listening to? What did I'll they tell you hear? after the show? It's fine. It's no big deal. I'll tell you after the show. I'm just not gonna say it on the air. So I respect people's privacy on the air. All right, let's get to of Danny's course. email. Danny, oh, Danny. gents, I enjoyed the crossover pod and was honored to have my email read during that show. Someone on the show proclaimed "There Will Be Blood" is the greatest film of all time, and I feel seen. 
I've made the claim many times and stand by it. Well, that's a our friend Eric Branstrom from the yep. Cinema 9, which was part of the crossover. You can check out Cinema 9, which Luke was a guest for last week. Luke subbed in for me. And him and Travis covered Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. So if you want to hear Luke and Travis talk about that on the last episode, you can do that. And actually, right oh, after this. Uh, for you and Eric. That was Yeah, Eric, Eric uh, needed a week off. Eric had a uh, two big shoes to fill. Eric made um Eric made the, a feast mistake to close out the feast. I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, yeah, he was not not proud of himself. So he oh, made a, yeah. made a he made a mistake up in the bell tower to close out the feast. It was a great way to let us know that we still got it. We could still make a mess. So <laughs> glad to hear that. Uh, speaking of great films, I rewatched The Revenant for the first time since 2015 or whenever it came out. It really blew me away. It's long and it's viscerally violent and it's imperfect. But holy shit, is that a cinematic achievement? The fact that someone wanted to tell that story bad enough to film it, that insane setting is inspiring to me. I was watching on a shitty little screen on a Delta flight back to Anchorage and was still blown away at how many beautiful shots there are in the film. Tom Hardy is out of control good. Leo is really good in a uniquely challenging role. And despite a few issues with the ending, it was the most I've been moved by a film in a long time. And it was a rewatch. I'm curious about your thoughts on this one. And if you put it on the shelf like I did after seeing it upon release. Later, boners. Danny B. Thanks, Danny. Uh, I think I we had, talked. Did we talk activity. about that on the sh- on that show? Did it we cover up, that in the crossover episode? It, it came up. It came up very briefly, and I can't remember who who actually did bring it up. But I had completely forgotten that like Tom Hardy was in that. I wasn't he like a well, yeah, he's the antagonist or something. Yeah, he's Dude. the antagonist. Yeah. So, but my opinion of that movie. Oh, it's Inyaritu. Yeah. Okay, I had to look it up because really, you're forgetting all this shit. Where no, what's I going on? Get him mixed up with uh, Quaron. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Well, it was back to back. He did Birdman and uh, this movie back to back years. He was on a yeah. roll. Some other films kind of do that for me. Uh, uh, in in retail, like uh, uh, Amoris Paris was something that I watched uh, a long time ago and and fucking loved. I haven't seen this movie since I saw the theater with my brother. I we saw right. it in the theater together. It was in an experience, here. and I have not watched it since because I was like, you know what? I don't need to see it again. It was a fascinating thing to see on a screen, and I approve of it. I think I respect it, but I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. I felt <laughs> that was my feeling initially. So. Well, it's the it's the cinematography in that 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 really beautiful. comes through. Yeah, and I was oh yeah okay. It's the dude. Okay, he's been with Inuritu for a long time. So he did Gravity, he did Children of Men, he did Birdman. So he's basically done all of his movies. Um, yeah. it looks looks brilliant. It's absolutely fucking gorgeous. It is a it's a perfect movie. I think honestly, if you've got like a wintry day and you sit in you sit in your house and you've got that going on. It's, uh, it's I drove through a snow shower today. I've yeah, no shit. It's fucking crazy. That's where I did. I was and driving was, out to Brighton in a snow shower. And then like when I left there, it was sunny and blue skies. It's so weird. No. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, my only issue with that film, gosh, I can't remember. Here's the thing. I don't think there's a lot of like narrative problems with it. I don't think there's a lot of, um, there's, there's definitely no problems with the performances, yeah. Um, everything is pretty much totally top notch. I just, to me, it didn't, it didn't resonate. I found it to be insanely boring and 
but I'm not. I don't live in Alaska. Honestly, I think I might appreciate this movie a lot more if I lived in an area where there were fucking bear attacks. That's potential and potential uh, potential one on ones with bears. Like I I listened to Anthony Kiedis talk about that today. Yeah. Oh, did you? I never listened to Joe Rogan anymore, but for some reason I put on Joe Rogan with Anthony Kiedis yesterday and I finished it today just because I was like, oh, you know, I don't really uh, actually get to hear from Anthony Kiedis like, directly. Uh, so I, I thought that would be, it was, I was like, oh, I want to hear what he has to say. So some reason I turned it on. I just, I never listened to that, but Spotify will always shove, you know, their, the shit they're pushing in your face. So uh, yeah, that's all, that's all that happened. Wouldn't. But he talked yeah. about bear. He, Kiedis had three encounters. And actually, for Danny, you'd appreciate this. Check out that Rogan episode with Kiedis. You might really enjoy it because he talks about going to Alaska on a salmon kayaking. Well, not a salmon, just a kayaking trip through a river on like a glacial river and having three bear encounters on that that trip that he survived. So, like, honestly, close bear encounters. If I had seen, if I have ever seen a a grizzly bear up close, I think I would rewatch The Revenant and be like, oh, fuck yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you would a little uh, distant for me. Uh, but honestly, maybe Anthony Kiedis meditates and you don't, dude. That's the key difference. Oh, that's 100% true. But he also did heroin for a long time, and I didn't. So, I don't know. What? He did heroin forever. Uh, I don't meditate. I don't know which one you want. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, but- that's a tough call there. I feel like if I could get Anthony Keyes' life and still do heroin, I think I would take it all. Probably. Fucking A. Roy. So. Yes, of course. Yeah, if you could do that, <laughs> if you could go under the bridge and you could get that close to darkness and the death and the end, and then you could like come back from it and still be <laughs> yeah. fucking famous and a millionaire. Uh, who knows how many? Oh, he, yeah. How many? He has like a, he has a chef many, for like, how many? Destroyed he has a person for every life. individual thing in his life. Like all that self-care questionnaire you were taking earlier that we did. Uh, Anthony Kiedis, every section of his life, he had like a, a individual person who deals with it. His food, uh, his, uh, his diet, his, uh, uh, his knees. Uh, it's it like every single thing. He's like, oh, I got this guy. I got this Japanese guy. I got this Irish guy. I got this French guy. I'm like, God you know damn! Yeah, actually, there's a lot of money I actually, there. I don't want that. I don't want that. Okay. Experience. At See, all. he didn't I want it. You would lose your edge if you had all those people. You would lose your edge. So here's the all thing. Right, let's get the I last re- email because I, I gotta go. Love, I gotta go. Love Revenant. Not my favorite. Go ahead. I. It was an incredible achievement. I, I enjoyed the experience. It was intense. It was impressive. Really Haven't watched it since. Uh, Danny, maybe I should pop it in. Maybe I'll. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll watch it this rewind. weekend. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it, it, we. Need yeah, maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Uh, weather's been shitty. It's cold as fuck. All right. Last emails from Mr. Pink. This email is titled "Great Show" with an exclamation point. That we love that, Mr. Pink. Love the enthusiasm. <laughs> I really enjoyed the Very last nice. show with all the guest hosts. Another person who enjoyed the crossover episode, Luke. I still don't understand the event you described, but I get definitely hanging out with your bros it sounds like you got a core group of old friends that still stay in touch and that is pretty special i lost the connections with all the fuck faces i did time in juvie with (laughs) wow yes well uh it's really simple mr pink it's a yearly event it's three days we rent a house in the middle of nowhere that can accommodate about 20 guys that we all uh you know uh, some of us are closer with like kindergarten uh kindergarten yeah well like basically yeah the common ground is that we all went lived in the same community roughly at heartland michigan and we went to high school together and then along the way we've picked up a few stragglers that you know came into that 
crew where people thought, hey, you know, this would be a good fit for the feast. And sometimes people work out, and sometimes they don't. And we, it's been trial and error a few times. But <laughs> the bottom line is, it's three days of just, uh, you know, like eating and playing games and music and farting and drinking for those who partake and smoke weed who partake. And, you know, just uh, whatever you want to do, barbecuing, every, everything that you want to do for three days, no rules. Um, and we've been doing it for 22 years. So that's really all it is. It's just, uh, I organize it. So yes, uh, but I organize it with my friend, Steve, who's become like the uh, CFO, if you will, if you want to put a corporate moniker on it, which we really wouldn't like to do. But we we definitely have made fun of ourselves over the years, like calling ourselves Feast Financial. There's a lot of great jokes and comedy. In fact, that's one of the best parts of the Feast that's underrated is the comedy and the the jokes, a lot of laughs, um, some really funny oh, yeah, people. Yeah, no, and when they all come together- event. Not a somber event. It's no, a it's us. Who the fuck yeah. said it was somber? It be, they heard it, the episode. Yo, it used to be so insane. Uh, I, I can't even. It used to be more of a hardcore party. It's it's not as a hardcore of a party as it once was. Just because we're older, I suppose. That's yeah, pretty standard. Gotta, gotta chill out, man. What the hell? I mean, but we still have a good time. We enjoy ourselves and yeah, we do whatever we want to do. So. It's roughly 25 people that we've known. It's for 20. About, it's 20. Well, 20 now, well, but... It, Actually, if everyone showed up, it would be 27, 28. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody shows up. Not everybody can make it. People got kids and shit, you know? Okay. Keep reading his email. Uh, I liked all the movie talk. I am not a cinemaphile. And he spelled it with an F. I think it's with a PH, but I'm going to let that go, Mr. Pink. It's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. If we're going to be sticklers, it's cinephile. Uh, I'm going to be nice. Uh, I think I mentioned this in a. Uh, pedophile with a PH. That's yeah. putting it mildly. I think I yeah. mentioned this well, in a like previous pedophile. email. Yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> but I'm aware of some of the films you guys talked about and definitely want to check some of them out, except the Woody Allen ones. Fuck that guy. I appreciated yeah. the brief discussion about separating the art from the artist. I think there was someone that essentially said that it depends on the level of transgression. I tend to agree with that. Okay. Are you guys tracking the spin out of Kanye West or Ye as he would like oh, all yeah. of us? his other Jew-hating friends to call him. That dude is straight up crazy. I came across some beef he has with Michael Rappaport, of all people. Full disclosure, I kind of like Rappaport. I don't know what it is about him, but he's pretty entertaining, and he seems to come off as a decent human. Then there's the bizarre Jew bashing by Trump. For all the twisted, fucked up, stupid, immoral, disturbing, and hilariously sad things that that dude does, going off on Jewish people is right up there. Have a great show, Mr. Pink. Uh, you know, I don't know anything about the Trump Jew hating. I'm, I will say this about Kanye West. It's just a spectacle. That's all it is. It's a public spectacle. It's an exercise in how absurd he can get a response and like how, how absurd can he be in public to piss people off? I don't, I don't believe any of it. I just think it's all to fuck with you. And when you engage with it, you're playing in to his hands. I choose not to do that. I know when people are trying to be, true trolls in real life and just try to fuck with me and i don't give that any time of day and that i I understand that it's uh it's entertaining i suppose right and you want to like if because if you believe that it's real then it becomes much more entertaining but when you know it's total bullshit like i do i know that connie west is just trying to pass the time because he's so rich and wealthy and he's so bored with himself he's trying to see how much bizarre (laughs) shit he can say in public that will get people agitated and he knows what will agitate people too so luke i don't i don't buy into any of it but uh i understand why people are entertained by it i I guess i get that 
Yeah, I know. I know we gotta uh, go fairly soon. I I think what you're doing is attributing kind of uh, you're you're attributing some form of like uh, some form of like plan to Kanye the same way people did with Trump. It's just it's just nothing but like just fucking verbal vomit. And and also like just Kanye, he's, he's desperately mentally fucking ill. I mean, this guy. Yeah, well, but that's what coming out. That's where I like, get. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he fucking goes off the goddamn rails. Yeah, but that's where I get. I get confused there, and then I I actually I don't want to say anything because, yeah, well I don't want to say anything because I don't know, I don't know how mentally ill he is or not. I really don't. So so that's where I'm like I don't even I just maybe that's part of it too. I'm like I just abstain from this because it's I I don't know the true story. But and the main thing is it's not worth my fucking time. I'm not going to spend my time like reading his tweets or watching videos or listening to his songs. Like I don't have time for that shit in my day. Uh, Like what was uh, this? What that side quest? This would have been more. This would have been more timely if we had done this like when he tweeted, which was like tomorrow. I'm going deaf. All the way. The tweet was like, "I'm feeling a little sleepy tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going DefCon three on the Jews." Oh, <laughs> or on see, all Jewish you- people. He's got. I'm going. And I think he said DeathCon. I think he said, I'm going DeathCon 3 on all Jewish. DeathCon. Oh, okay. Well, see, I wonder if he meant that on it's purpose. not Who even fucking DeathCon. He doesn't even know the goddamn, the goddamn thing. <laughs> what the hell is he uh, talking about? I think he about? does. I think he does. That's the other thing. He does. Mind. He doesn't. No, he's smart. He no, does. I, no, I think he's... I, I think he's, he's a wordsmith. He's a wordsmith. We've seen him with... He knows have words. Have you ever read his lyrics? He's not a wordsmith. I have. He's not a wordsmith. Well, here's the thing. His lyrics are great for hip hop, but if you ever try to like actually intune something from from hip hop, you don't get a lot no. of like there's there's just not a lot of uh I don't know a lot of coherence there. Okay, well, look, I gotta go. So we'll we could table this for another time. I'm not saying this about hip hop. There's plenty of hip hop. I know you're not. I know amazing. you're not. Uh nobody should coup, nobody should infer that. Phenomenal, the coup is the best. But uh, and, and Kanye said plenty of genius things, but I don't think he really says that much other than like, I'm awesome and whatever. And and then also he's <laughs> he's now gone off the rails. Uh, we need to uh, maybe ignore him, let him go away for a little bit. Same way we did with Trump. Look, I'm uh, I'm Jewish technically, so I mean, of course, anti-Semitism is not funny ever. We know that I'm a Jew. I mean, I, I take that. Yeah. So but I also think. So immediately it's just like fuck that. I'm not even gonna engage in that shit. But at the same oh, time, Mike, I th- for, sorry. Before you go, you gotta you gotta listen to uh, Bill Maher's uh, treatment of Bibi Netanyahu. You're gonna love that if you're ooh, yeah. If well, Netanyahu is a piece of shit, your, yeah. Fancy sometimes is not your thing. Netanyahu's and, a piece of shit though. Oh well, you're gonna love that interview because uh, Bill Maher <laughs> gets down gets down real far on his on his knees. Oh, he does. Oh, Wait, my he interviewed God. him. I can't even believe it. It he actually, him? it actually surprised me for the first time in like ten years. You're saying he interviewed right. Netanyahu? That's what sure you're talking did. about. Did yeah, sure did. And he like slurped his dog. Fuck yeah, he did. Oh, oh no. he got it all the way That's in too there. Bad. That's really sad. Got it all the way. All right, in. well, look, uh, we love doing the show. This is me and Luke. Uh, we're Scott free for now, but uh, Scott, we love you. We miss you. We think of you. We hope you're uh, not too stressed out, and uh, you're probably working right now at this very moment. 
Don't forget, is it safe pod at gmail.com is how you can contact us. If uh, you know, if you're out there and you heard what Luke had to say about the show, we we'd love to get all your guys' feedback, not just the regular emailers, but you know, is there something oh, yeah. about the show that you don't like? Is there something about the show you want more of? Send us in. Let give it to us. Both barrels blasting. You know, raw dog us straight through. Uh, oh, we yeah. want to hear the truth. We're not I get fired up. Not, I want to hear it back. Yeah, we want the truth, you know, Jack Nicholson style. And by the way, I I do like uh a few good men. I think it's a great movie. It is. And I mean, and I'm just going to stay with that. All right. Uh, well, we, we had pulley, so maybe we should go out and some pulley. You know, yeah, that sounds great. What's a pulley song you want to go out on? Well, let's do something from 60 cycle. Uh, oh, 60 cycle. Okay. Yeah, yeah we can do that. All right. Here we go. I'll just do this. Pick one. anything. Yeah. This one's called Hold On. This is pulley 60 cycle Hulk from 1997, 98. See you later. It's a safe talk show. Oh.